Welcome to the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cheshire. And in this podcast, I speak with impact-driven founders and share their real-time stories about how their solution has a positive impact on society. This is a show for founders, investors, and all individuals looking for some positivity and optimism as you hear from people working hard to help better our society and our planet. You can expect to learn about some awesome new products and services in this show that will bring you more hope in our quest to solve some of society's biggest issues. Let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. In this episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast, we're discussing the importance of personal well-being in all of its aspects with the founders of Wheel of Well-Being for Everyone, also known as WOW, Mamta Chordia, and Sandy Blaine. WOW is a mobile application and well-being ecosystem aimed at encouraging users to build sustainable habits to thrive. They focus on well-being from a whole person perspective and help you build a strong relationship with yourself. This is something that I find very important and a great way to focus on building positive habits for yourself that are maintainable and most importantly, that help improve how you feel about yourself. There's only one person that you'll live your entire life with and that's yourself. So I think it's so important to invest in yourself in finding things you enjoy that help you feel better as a whole to improve your well-being. WOW is a tool that you can use to help do so, and I'm excited to share this conversation and this impactful solution with you. So let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions podcast with the co-founders of WOW, Mamta Chordia, and Sandy Blaine. Mamta, thank you so much for joining me today. You as well, Sandy. Mamta, how are you doing? Doing good, Will. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. And Sandy, how about yourself? Oh, great. Super glad to be here with you today, Will. Thanks for having us. Yes, as am I. I'm happy to have you both on. And, you know, it's a rare opportunity I get to have, uh, you know, two founders, co-founders in this case at once getting the chance to talk simultaneously. So I'm excited uh, for a little bit of the challenge for myself to let you two both talk in, in the interview format there. And I would love to kick it off first and foremost to allow you both to just explain a little bit about your background and why it was so important for you two to kind of collaborate together and, and join to to build this product and wow. So Mamta, I'll let you kind of go first and just explain a little bit of your background on that front and what kind of brought you and gravitated you towards wow. Thanks, Wow, and thank you so much for having us on Talking Solutions. We're very excited to represent wow and be here. Um, very quickly uh, about myself, I started my career way back when in consulting, right? And uh, as they say that that uh, within consulting, it's almost like the industry chooses you. So insurance is where I was pigeonholed when I started my consulting career. I spent a few years uh, working for two big consulting firms. And then from there, went on to being head of product at a startup. And I always say that's where the bug of the startup world bit me because uh, coming out of my transition after that startup was acquired, I really wanted to do something of my own, had built a community within the startup world where I was uh, excited to leverage that to do something that was a passion for me. And well-being is squarely where I found myself. Uh, growing up, well-being was always about, you know, you eat right, you work out four or five times a week, you sleep well, drink a ton of water, and, you know, that's that's all you really need. But going through the different phases of life, having two beautiful babies of my own, I quickly realized that's not all that well-being is cut out to be. And um, really, the pandemic um, helped 
expose or shine the light on how well-being plays such a big factor in how we feel, how we live, how we love. And uh, that's really what got me to think about, wow, from a perspective of this whole person-focused well-being platform that allows us to measure how we're doing so we can truly improve it. And that in a nutshell, Will, is my journey from where I started to where I'm at right now and a little bit of bleeding into wow. <laughs> I love it. There it is, the intersection that brings us to wow. And then on that note, Sandy, your turn. Tell us a little bit about your story. What kind of started you to get down this path and then led you to partner with Mamta and, and start this uh, company and product? Hey, well, I have a long time background in a wellness coaching and corporate wellness and helping design a company and employee wellness program. Um, I'm, you know, not particularly a tech person, but I have a lot of experience in the tech world. Um, combined, I was combining uh, well-being and um, and that employee wellness piece. Um, and then uh, several years ago, I went to uh, get my master's degree in positive psychology because I was just seeing in in that world uh, the need for more whole person focused. Uh, well-being. I really wanted to be able to address well-being on a more comprehensive level. Kind of the same thing that Monta was describing of seeing this, you know, need for just more whole person, comprehensive well-being that is not, you know, just one thing. And um, also while I was in grad school, I had the opportunity to work on this amazing project consulting for the the country of Ireland. They were working on a Healthy Ireland uh, initiative, uh, which was on the um, which was countrywide to improve uh, all levels of health for the, the people of Ireland. And they wanted to bake positive psychology um, programs and resources and tools into that initiative. And uh, that was obviously a very exciting thing to be a part of. Um, and, but it really opened my eyes to the possibility of having a wider impact. And then when Monta and I met, we were introduced by a mutual friend. And when we met, um, I realized that this was a way to also have a wider impact of just, you know, not working just with one population, but perhaps for many populations. Yeah, absolutely. Really to kind of spread that message and give it a little bit of diversity in and of itself with the well-being front there. And, and that kind of is going to lead me into my, the, the first question as we really start to talk about this conversation. And then, of course, the solution that you have for this problem and whatnot as well. But I think the first thing that we should really kind of identify is why should people care and put forth the effort into creating a positive relationship with kind of themselves and whatnot moving forward. You know, especially here in the U.S., we'll use this as a, as a specific example. We have a lot of external factors that we need to think about, a lot of things that are external and maybe don't allow us to have the introspection that maybe we want to have on a more regular basis, but don't have the time for, or we get too tired and then we want a distraction like your phone, short form reels, whatever it might be on that front too. So Sandy, I'd love for you to kind of just talk about why it is so important and then the huge benefits of an individual taking that time so that they can truly kind of be in touch with themselves and how they're feeling and so that they can have a positive relationship with themselves. And, you know, that's a great question. And I, my, my answer is really, that's where it all starts, right? It all starts with you having the internal resources to you know, be your best self and make your best contribution in the world, whether that's, you know, to your work or your family or whatever else drives you in life. Um, your well-being is kind of the tracks that that whole thing runs on. And then in terms of impact, you know, the, our ideas, um, 
kind of aligned with the mission of positive psychology, which is to increase the amount of well-being in the world. And that does start with thriving individuals. You know, the better that we're doing, the, the more we're able to contribute to having a more positive impact on the world. Yeah. And to follow that up as well, what are kind of some of the different areas that kind of can impact an individual's well-being? Well, there's so many factors um, that impact your well-being, and it's very individual, which is why uh, one of the things that we focus on is that personalized, right, that personalized uh, platform that well-being is different to different people. And what is going to make the most difference to my well-being uh, may be very different for Monta, for um, for you and for every single person who's listening, there's just no one size fits all. Um, but the different areas that we look at are, you know, physical, because that's kind of the foundation. You know, if you just think of how much um, better your day is when you're feeling good physically, right? And then, you know, your emotional well-being and then your environment where you live, everything about where you live, you know, you, from your home to your community to the planet, um, and then uh, passion, we often think of that as work, but in fact, again, there's no one size fits all. We're passionate about different things, whether it's your career, your family, your other relationships, your, um, you know, your hobbies, um, but that, you know, that passion piece. Um, and uh, then we think about transcendence too, which is whatever, you know, beyond yourself, whether that's your spiritual life or making a contribution to your community or the world. So there's so many things. And, you know, those are just umbrella, right, aspects. And so many things that go under each one of those categories, right, each one of those settings. And they also are all interconnected. And that's the biggest thing that we want. They're, you know, these are, they're all interconnected. Anything that you do that's positive for your well-being is going to impact your overall well-being. Yeah, it really is a chain of reaction. And, and you know, we'll, we'll probably get within this a little bit more in detail with the solution as well. I got a product question as well coming for you, Mamta. But individually speaking, you mentioned earlier just about how you feel physically and how that might affect your emotional well-being. I know that there are a lot, of, lot more studies coming out talking about gut health and the communication between gut health to the brain and whatnot, which is something I would have never even thought about as well. But, you know, I've kind of done some tests individually and I encourage people to try this as well. You know, for example, I love to work out. I love to be active. I've noticed, for example, the types of foods you eat will impact your workout, right? And if you have a negative workout, it doesn't go well. You still feel a little better, but you're not as amped or something afterwards when you get that. So even doing a little things about trying what food before you go do an exercise or, you know, the type of meditation or book that you might read to wind down at night, you know, little things like that. Monta, what I really would like to know from your perspective as well is something that Sandy kind of alluded to in her answer was, was, which was talking about how individualized everything is. From a product perspective, in building an app, specifically mobile apps and things of that nature, I would imagine there might be some challenges to how can you actually incorporate such an individualized experience, especially when it comes to well-being and the multitude of factors that go into it as well. So tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you've come across from kind of that product implementation perspective to individualize everything. Sure. Thanks. Well, um, we actually started thinking about it from a personalized perspective because at the root level, well, we know that a lot of people want to do something towards their well-being, right? Like individuals do, organizations do, whether you think of it from an employer perspective or a university audience perspective, or if you think of it from insurers, right? I come from the insurance world, well, so I always like naturally just slip back into it. But um, point being that while a lot of people are focused on it, their well-being mandates, et cetera, are not really succeeding 
because they're coming at it from a one-size-fits-all perspective, right? And you and I are two different people. There are different factors that play on you and me and what impacts you the most may not impact me as much. And then take that to the next level and think about the stressors that we live with on a daily basis. What you stress about is likely different from what I stress about. And guess what? It's probably going to be different for me next week, right? So when I think about a well-being app, if my app, if my tool, let's just call it a tool, right? Like that's supposed to help me doesn't take into account how I am feeling versus how you are feeling and then help me and meet me where I'm at, then we failed from the get-go. So for WOW, it was very important that we develop something that is personalized to our user. The way we go about doing that without giving away too much of the secret sauce is that we truly want to ask our users, what are things that impact them? So when we onboard every user, we're asking them a set of specific questions that help us understand that individual. And then take that one step further because we deploy machine learning and deep learning technologies to make sure that we are now learning from the way you engage with the platform, right? So um, sometimes no engagement is also a signal, right? So I call it explicit and implicit signals. You may like a particular activity and that tells me that, oh, that's what you want to do and that's what you want more of. It impacts you more. Or you may simply have searched for something outside of what was recommended to you that now tells me, oh, that's what you're interested in. So it's, I like to call it as we take explicit and implicit signals from the way our users interact with us in order to truly understand them while keeping the data privacy front and center. So all of their preferences, their choices, their um, data is on their device and not shared with anybody outside of them other than in an aggregate manner. And to provide behavioral insights of that if that um, makes sense. Yeah, of course. And I think that that's a fantastic way to to make people feel a little more comfortable with it uh, along those lines as well, specifically the users and everything of that nature as well, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, Sandy, one thing that we talked about earlier was the individual and why it's so important from an individual perspective. But I know you and Mamta are putting in focus on businesses, you know, startups, companies, things of that nature as well, and how they can utilize this for their company and their employees and things of that nature. And Sandy, I know you have a lot of experience working with organizations to implement that on that front as well. So what are things that you have kind of found in in your experience that kind of lead to beneficial outcomes for when an employer does work to care about the mental well-being of their employees? Well, you know, the research is pretty strong that the um, the the number one factor in the success of any well-being program is complete leadership buy-in on whatever that is. So that means, you know, really supporting it and um, good communication around it. But but most important is leading by example, uh, right? Right. When when leaders are invested in well-being and participating in themselves, then that will trickle. That will definitely trickle down through the culture and help employees feel supported and seen and encouraged to do the same themselves, right? So, um, so that's just the, at the get-go of making it successful. And then what I really love about what we are creating and continually developing is that sort of comprehensive whole person focus, right? So that it's not, it's not one thing, but it really addresses the, the whole person and you can choose which thing is most important to you on any given day. So I always say, you know, 
maybe you skipped the gym, like you didn't have time for the gym, but you had great interaction at work with one of your colleagues or, you know, and you invested in that relationship. And that is just as important and a certain amount of variety, right? So that you're not just focused on one aspect of your well-being, but that you switch it up and address all those different aspects, not all at once, right? But on a kind of rotating basis, depending on what's going to impact, you have the most positive impact on your day. Let's take a quick time out for our weekly book recommendation of the week. This week, I want to recommend the book, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I'm changing it up this week and recommending a fiction book. I typically read it nonfiction, as you are all aware, but I've been trying to get into more fiction reads lately, especially for my nightly reads. The Midnight Library was a fantastic start. It tells the story of a woman who is depressed and struggling with her mental health health, and this leads her to a suicide attempt. You quickly find the character trapped in what is called her midnight library, where she has the opportunity to experience and live all of the lives that she wished she would have lived based off of her regrets and the decisions that she made in her past. It's a fantastic read and allows you to really reflect on what's important in life, and it has a very, very wonderful underlying message. I highly recommend the read, and I think it's an appropriate recommendation for this week. So let's dive back into this week's episode with WOW co-founders, Opta Jordia and Sandy Blaine. Exactly. Yeah, it all counts. Like we talked about earlier, everything is kind of interconnected. Your well-being, like you alluded to, if you feel great in this one area, that's going to affect that other area and things of that nature as well. Same with negative outcomes, I assume. So uh, Exactly. And I loved what you said about, you know, the book that you read. I know you're a big reader and so am I. And, you know, that's all fuel for your well-being, right? Everything you ingest impacts your well-being on some level. Exactly. And Mamta, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, to answer your question about, you know, what helps this stick with employers or what data exists out there, we've all seen that um, the industry, right, workforce industry has gone from the great resignation to the giant reshuffle to the great rethinking and then, of course, layoffs, right? So we've seen that happen. Employers are looking for ways in in which to attract talent because while there have been layoffs, there's also this wave of attracting the right talent. How are you going to do that in a phase of life where now individuals are truly focused on their well-being and giving insight to employers based on the behavioral insights that WOW gives them is what are some of the things that impact your employees the most? Providing behavioral insights like that is going to enable them to truly create programs and tools and make those available to their employees to create that stickiness. Take that one step further now from um, an insure tech play that we are thinking about, right? Like from an insurer perspective, if you have insight into your policyholder as to what's what are the things that are impacting them the most, you can truly engage with them, meet them where they're at, which is another Another very key thing for insurers as they went from what they saw in the pandemic, right, wherein all individuals are prioritizing their health. And so to meet their customer where they are at, they need to find ways to prioritize improvement of healthy outcomes to build that brand loyalty as well. So we think about WOW as providing insights that will truly move the needle for organizations, whether it's employers, whether it's affinity groups, whether it's universities, whether it's insurers, 
where they can now engage with their member base in a more meaningful way because they have additional data points in order to do so. Right. And that's a really great point in what you're talking about and utilizing those data points. So then going back to the Sandys and the versions of ways that is more important to you, like, for example, myself reading, but for someone else, it might be listening to a podcast or, uh, you know, working out or something like that to give those tangible insights on that front as well. And then Mumta, I would imagine that a company after using your application and having the employees use the application, getting those insights, they could then probably dictate programs within the organization that encourages based off of the subset of data that they've gotten from the That's app. That's exactly right. So if I think of an example where um, a policyholder is now showing good behavior, right, by improving their health curve, their well-being curve, the insurer can immediately then look at that uh, improvement and say, hey, while we can um, not maybe change the premium that you pay, we can probably give you additional benefits, right? So this almost becomes like an in for a value-added offering that an insurer provides, allowing their policyholder to focus on their well-being and thereby getting insights that will now enable them to reward that policyholder for good behavior all to the end of an overall healthier population. So the way I think of this is a win-win-win all around, right, for the policyholder, for the insurer, and for our overall population. And within that as well, Sandy, and and just in your experience, I bet you that in addition to overall well-being being good and and people feeling more seen and happy, I bet your productivity increases as well within the organization. You know, that is one of the benefits of when you are are thriving, um, and not just your productivity, but your, you know, your engagement and the, you know, the energy that you bring to to your work, you know, um, all of that, it gets a boost. Yeah. And we love the idea on an individual level, right? So just on an individual level, hey, tough morning at work. What can I do to make my day better? You know, the rest of my day go better. And to be able to open up the app and have like a, you know, a variety of suggestions that address different areas of your well-being, you can pick one out. And, um, and again, almost anything that you do is going to give you a boost. But you're the best judge, right? You can build your own personalized sort of toolbox of well-being resources. Love that. Love that. It's such a great way. And and I can think of like an early stage startup even getting involved in that. And then as they build their team, learning and as it goes and kind of creating that program and getting partnered with insurance for benefits and things of that nature and actually implementing that from a a level as well. And and a corporation, obviously, too, that's it's already been more established to make some adaptations to that. And let's talk about the the application a little bit more specifically from a user centric perspective as well. Mamta, you started talking a little bit about it earlier in terms of the onboarding. You know, when you first kind of get on, you get asked a specific set of questions that kind of tailor recommendations and things of that nature for your ML. Uh, ML stands for machine learning for people who Um, don't know. And so within that too, I would love for you just to take a quick walkthrough, just elaborate a little bit more on that. I'm a brand new user. I'm listening to to you and Sandy right now. I'm going, this sounds great. I want to download the app. Take me through a little bit of what that onboarding experience looks like and then what users can expect to see. Sure. Thanks for that question. It's almost like giving like a quick crash course and training on this. But so at the the crux, right? Well, the way I think about WOW is a personalized self-directed coach, right? We We don't all have the means, the time, or the money to seek out an executive coach. However, if I tell you that you have WOW at your fingertips, which is now going to give you curated content personalized to you that you can pick from and choose what you do at at any given point in time, that's what WOW is in a nutshell, right? It promotes 
good well-being by giving you personalized content that can allow you to go along that path while giving you quantifiable insights into your score and how you're doing. As a new user, when you come on, you're onboarded, you're asked a couple of questions to help us understand where you're starting from, so your baseline. Uh, once you come on the app, your homepage is where you kind of live and you use to get these recommendations on a daily basis. The recommendations, we keep calling them recommendations, but it's really your activities, right? Alternatives to things that you can go out there and do. Some examples might be 15 minutes of breath work. Another might be going for a hike. Another might be volunteer, volunteering at one of your you know, local um, soup kitchens or uh, running a code drive. Or sometimes it's as simple as organizing a date night, right? Um, meeting with your girlfriends. The point being that there, are, there is a variety of different activities in there that you can now choose from to determine what you need in that given point in time. We've made it so that it is based on ethical design principles, which really means in this world of everyone being on their phone all the time, we want to change that narrative. I don't want you to be married to the app. All we want is for you to take recommendations from the app and go out and live your life, right? So um, you don't have to stay on the app to go volunteer. You're taking that recommendation and you're going out and practicing a good habit. Uh, we do believe that in order for this to stick, it is about building good habits and not an on, on and off switch, right? So we don't want you to jump on the wagon and then fall off. So we highlight through the process on your journey page is what we call it, your score, your weekly streaks. So how many times a week are you coming in to gamify it just a little bit, right? And share with you the habits that you've started to build. I truly feel like we all tend to do things in our life on a daily basis that build towards good habits, but we don't necessarily have the visibility into it to help it stick. So this makes it visible to you to make it stick. And then there's a community feature, well, that I love because it allows you to step away from the whole, um, you know, is this Insta real or real, real concept to really just being, I'm going to share what I did towards my well-being so I can motivate someone else and have them be my online accountability buddy. So you can add friends to your circle, share with them what you did today. Uh, maybe that gives them a new idea of what they can go out and do towards their well-being. Or maybe they respond to your well-being activity and uh, give you that validation and acknowledgement to keep you going on your well-being path. Um, and lastly, it's, of course, the insights, right? The clear line of sight that you get into how you are doing. And at an aggregate level, if you're working at an employer that has signed up to use WOW, it helps the employer know what the morale is for their employees, how they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, what are the habits that they're building, and allows employers or organizations to build out tools, programs, resources that they can provide to their members that meet them where they're at. That was a mouthful, Will. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> no, you certainly answered my question and you gave me some more questions, Mamta, so be prepared on that note. Uh, the one thing that I really stood out to me there was the community feature on that. And then, of course, looking at the data, the insights there is obviously essential in building the habits and things of that you know area and things of that nature. But you mentioned community. And so I guess to make sure I fully understand and everybody listening fully understands, 
there's kind of a community where you can have it from an individualized level where these are my friends, maybe in my community, neighbors, you know, people you hang out with on a regular basis. And then that can reinforce kind of those individual habits. But then it also sounds like uh, an employer can come in, create a group and a community within yes. that. And then within that, they can have coworkers and things of that. Exactly. You nailed it. That's exactly how, because again, from an employer's perspective, you want to build those pods, the team morale. And a lot of employers these days do so many wonderful things, right, in terms of building um, community within the workspace, maybe impactful activities that they do outside of the workspace. And this becomes then that central launching spot for them to let their employees know and then kind of work off of each other in terms of leading by example. Yeah. And then also within that as well, Mamta, with the leading by example, the insights and things of that nature, I'd be curious to what you've learned from the the users that you have had, you know, the early adopters and whatnot, you know, how are they utilizing it? For me, the best way to utilize it seems to be, you know, finding a time during your day, maybe it's at the end of the night or in the morning to recap and then entering in those activities that you did to kind of keep track of that progress. Because one thing that you said that I find fantastic is the opportunity to kind of see that day-to-day growth. Yes. You know, when you're building a habit, it can be difficult to kind of see immediate progress. You know, I mean, I guess working out's the best comparison of it, right? You go to the gym for 14 straight days and you probably won't notice anything, but you go to the gym for 60 days and you look at a photo from Dane Wood in day 60, you'd be probably blown away at the, the results versus day 50 to 60, right? So uh, what have you kind of heard and learned from them so far in, in terms of making sure that that app is curated the proper, not recommendations, but activities based off of kind of the other activities that they like to do? Um, so we actually, this is one of my favorite things to do, by the way. And, you know, when you're working at a startup and whether you're a co-founder or not, you wear several hats, right? Everyone wears multiple hats. And one of the most favorite things that I get to do is talk one-on-one with our users, right? So we conduct sessions with them um, every so often to understand how they're using it, what's been most impactful to them. And to your point, the things that we have heard is this being able to form habits, right? So things that they did not even recognize are now being presented to them as, oh, great job. You have started to build a habit of reading or practicing kindness, right? And um, that is one of the one of the ones that keeps coming back because they now are seeing it visibly and they want to keep up with it. It's kind of like the weekly streaks that I spoke of. Well, because when I start to build a weekly streak, I will do everything in my power to not fall off my streak just because that's how I'm motivated, right? So different people are motivated different ways, but that's one of the things that we've heard repeatedly. The fact that it truly helps me build habits. Uh, Two, People have shared with us that they come to WOW for different reasons, right? So the fact that it's whole person focused very much corroborates that because there are people that will come to WOW when they just want to center themselves and calm themselves down because WOW gives them activities that speak to that aspect. But there's also times that they'll come to WOW just because they want to discover new things. So WOW has this ability to now um, think of it as... um, what Netflix does, right? So it tells you, oh, because you watch this, I am going to recommend this to you. But also, sometimes it'll just throw something random at you and you're like, oh, what is that? And then you click on it and you actually enjoy it and you realize that, oh, this was not this was not terrible. I actually enjoyed it. So similarly, right, like wow will sometimes help you discover new things about you, which is another thing we hear from our users that I didn't know I would enjoy reading poetry as much as I do. 
but you know, while through it at them, they clicked on it and they're like, oh, this is this is something that I could do on a regular basis. So finding out new things about themselves is another. And one that you already touched upon, Will, is the community feature. People love that because it enables them to um, stay connected with individuals despite geography, right? So uh, think of it from the perspective of a student that just left home and is now at college. They can connect with their parents. And, you know, the text messages are typically monosyllabic, the way I hear it. But when you are communicating about your well-being and what you did, it tends to be more of a, hey, I went out for a run or I did this hike or I tried this meditation. You should try it too. So the engagement gets to be so much more uh, valuable on all fronts. So those are the top three things that we've heard from our users, things that they enjoy and help them keep coming back for more. Yeah, especially that last part if you're away, right? I mean, there's nothing, well, I shouldn't say that. In my opinion, there's nothing worse than that like small talk conversation before you can enter yes. into something <laughs> deep. And, and what you're offering is an opportunity to kind of dive right into what you did and more importantly, how it made you feel and, and the importance of that as well. And Sandy, one thing that, you know, Monta kind of alluded to in that was talking about kind of the idea of doing something that you didn't know you would like, you know, a, a recommendation or an, a new activity or whatever that might come in based off some of the other things that you've done as well. And one thing that I think a lot of people might struggle with is breaking the habit of the doing, well, what I call kind of the doing nothing cycle, you know, which is you come home from work, you're tired, you want to watch Netflix, you know, and there's nothing wrong with watching TV, of course, right? I mean, it's it's a great way to do it. But I do think there's something wrong if that's all you do, yeah, right? And, and I think that that's usually not necessarily what that person wants to do. So what I'm trying to kind of get at here, Sandy, is what are some good solutions or recommendations or tips for an individual that kind of feels stuck and is lacking that motivation at the time to go out and try something that might bring them more positive energy and bring, uh, you know, bring an uprising to their well-being and whatnot. So what types of tips in your experience have you seen that can really help individuals get an opportunity to try something new and kind of lift that uh, well-being portion of their lives forward? Yeah, you make a really great point. There's not anything wrong with, you know, indulging in Netflix or, you know, ice cream or whatever it is that, you know, uh, but but everything in, in moderation, right? And and for us, one thing that we hope that Wow will provide is that you get to make a conscious choice, right? That you have this at your that you have this at your fingertips, and you get to make a conscious choice. What's going to make me feel the best right now? Is it going to be trying this new thing? Is it going to be you know one of my favorite go to activities that I do do regularly? You know, um, and learning to take that pause and think what is actually going to be the best for my well-being right now um, and offering you know offering a variety of options and um, I did want to speak to something that you that you alluded to actually is about the gym and the you know the 14 days versus 60 days um, and I think that is uh, that that's great I also really like to see my on, on, on the on the app just like Monta I like to see oh I have these habits I don't want to let those laugh so I have this streak. I don't want, you know, I don't want to let it lapse. I mean, if you have a kindness habit, you're not going to want to let, see that go away, right? <laughs> like, you don't want to see that go away. Um, exactly. Right? Um, but there is new data out uh, that, is, that we've had a real shift in people's um, even approach to just physical health and that more people, the majority of people now list their reason for working out as, for their mental health and how they feel rather than how they, you know, rather than how they look or even the numbers that they get uh, at their checkup. And that is really encouraging because that just shows the interconnect the interconnectedness, right? That it's it's all one one piece, right? And it's sort of 
like you said, the domino effect. It's we're integrated systems of well-being. And one thing that we do provide is, is when you do log your activities in, we encourage you to reflect on how, how you felt, right? And there are a variety of ways you can do that is to reflect on how that activity made you feel. And that is a, a, a motivation boosting tool, honestly, because you're right. You're not going to see those visible results in the mirror, right? After two weeks but you definitely will feel better after once or twice. And that's cumulative, right? And so noticing that as you reflect in at the end of the day of like, well, what did I do and how did it make me feel? It's really going to build motivation. Absolutely. And that's something that I have experienced within my own working out. I mean, I have, for example, in the past, it was very much more physical. You know, I was in college, you know, I was like, ah, I just want to look good, you know, all that good stuff. But, you know, as I become more mature and as an adult, um, you know, I, I kind of grow into more of uh, what does working out kind of make me feel? And yes, looking great physically and getting healthy from a physical perspective is fantastic. It's a wonderful benefit. But for me now, it's a it's a tool. Working out can be a tool. If I feel stressed specifically, you know, with work and a long day sitting, I will go out on a run. And as soon as I'm done with a run, my head is clear and I feel much more uplifted and better. Or even if I don't run that day, just going out for a walk, something as simple as a walk can be a really great way to kind of clear your head and make you feel a little less stressed in my specific situation. For others, it might be different reasons. But that's a great point about the interconnectedness of it, not only from the physical perspective, but from the mental well-being perspective and the benefits of working out there as well, which I think is really important. Mamta, I'd love to get an update as well of what you're building towards. So we've talked a lot about all the great features and benefits and what users can do on your platform right now. But I know you're early stage startup, which means constant adaptation, iteration, learning and implementing, implementing new solutions. So would love to hear a little bit more on kind of what your outlook is for the, the rest of 2023 and long-term in the future as well for the product. Thanks. Well, um, so we are an extremely data-driven startup, right? Um, it starts from the very inception where the reason we went behind this is because we know that 55% Americans have reported symptoms of stress. And there has been a 19.4% increase in mental illness rates since 2019. And then this one's really staggering when you hear about like greater than 60% of students met criteria for mental health problems, right? So all of this is what really led us to say, yes, there is a problem. There is a focus on well-being. That's what we went out to solve. Um, and as we continue to build and work with our users, some of the things that we found was how do we find a way to integrate this into our users' life in the most friction-free way possible? Uh, and that's the mandate we've taken on for what we're building out into 2023, right? We want to make this super easy for our users. We want to make it super accessible so that anybody, anywhere can have access to it and be able to stay on top of it. So one of the things that we're doing is uh, implementing a way to integrate with our users' calendars. Because when you have a block of time set aside to work on yourself, you're more likely to stick to it rather than me thinking, oh, I have a two hour window. I am going to go and read for 15 minutes. And then guess what? Two hours later, that 15 minutes was never taken out because I got pulled away into something else and never stepped away. But the moment it's integrated into my calendar and I get a reminder saying, hey, Mamta, your reading block is coming up. I'm more inclined to take that break and go do that, right? So it's about getting rid of the friction, making it super easy for a user to complete or say I'm done with this and be able to record how they felt. 
uh, two is building out additional rich content that is location specific, context specific for a user. And we're doing that by growing our um, our team of well-being ambassadors, bringing on more and more relevant individuals onto our team that will be able to contribute to the content uh, that we are sharing with our users. Um, and lastly, it's really bolstering that dashboard, that behavioral insights that we glean from it so that it's building towards that future of a healthier population. Our vision for WOW is to become that gold standard of well-being metric so that we can further that overall healthy population vision that we have set. And uh, I truly believe, well, that what you cannot measure, you cannot improve. And today, there is no quantifiable measure of well-being that exists. And that's what we're setting out to be a gold standard. There we go. Let's replace that with the economic GDP. Right? There we go. Yes. <laughs> Let's have it be a well-being metric. There's a big shift on that too, right? Like we talk about ESG and where is the human component to that, right? Like what is truly providing that metric of the mental health and well-being of individuals that are really the resource we should be sustaining. Right. What good is a great economic population if everybody is suffering exactly. and not having a good time, right? Exactly. Definitely think that there's a lot to, to kind of go into there at one point and maybe save for another conversation as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing that I would love to ask you of you both is your journey, or I'm sorry, not your journey, but what you've learned the most uh, since you've kind of started whether it was with WOW or whether it was just in previous things of your career that kind of led you there. But what things have you learned the most since you've kind of started WOW and, and you know, maybe about yourself as well? And Sandy, I'll let you go first on that. Well, for me, in terms of well-being, you know, I, I was very interested in sort of a mind-body connection. Um, and again, wanting to build programs and tools and resources that address the whole person. Uh, but I've come to think of it not as the mind-body connection, but really as mind-body integration or mind-body harmony. They're absolutely not separate. We, I mean, that is that is one thing that I feel has been important um, insight and learning for me that has really informed my approach to well-being. Um, and then uh, the other thing is um, something that Manta talked about too is just hearing from users about the impact that this can, the positive impact that this can have has been so inspiring for us to want to continue to build it and make it as accessible and usable as possible. And, um, you know, our name is WOW. It stands for Wheel of Wellbeing for Everyone. And we really want well-being to be for everyone. Love that. I love that. Just making it as inclusive as possible and making it into a, an area where everybody can get easy access to it and really get those tangible metrics that they could measure and improve on, like you had mentioned, Mamta, as well. One more thing, just to clarify, uh, we do take our users' privacy very seriously. So when we are talking about when we're talking about the data, right, it's, um, you know, well-being trends that get reported in, on within a population, right? These trends that we see, um, but your your data is completely yours and private. Like, we don't even see it. it it's, it, it's anonymous. Love that part. That's really important, especially with data privacy. Got a podcast episode coming out on that coming soon as well. <laughs> Teaser, if you will. So looking forward to being able to kind of share that opportunity there 
as well. And um, moving forward with it too, Mamta, I would love to give you the opportunity to share what you have learned the most uh, since becoming a, a co-founder of WOW and, and one things, what things that you have taken away. My learning is, I think, a little bit more overarching, not so much towards well-being like Sandy shared, but more towards just what it takes to be an entrepreneur, right? And what it takes to make something like this a success. And I will say the biggest learning is um, knowing to be nimble uh, and listening, right? Being able to truly be in, a, be in a conversation, whether it is with a user, whether it is with your prospective client, whether it is with an investor, and truly hearing what they have to say. Because nine out of 10 times, we're so lost in making um, making our pitch and saying, oh, this is what we do great, that you tend to lose sight of what uh, people really want. And so for me, that has been a big uh, big learning that I want to stick with, that one, listening to what, what is being asked of you so that you can truly provide it, and two, being nimble and adaptive as you uh, navigate through your journey as an entrepreneur and a co-founder. So for others that are starting off on that journey, I would say be be ready to be as nimble and flexible as you possibly can while keeping your true north and vision in sight. Love it. Adaptation, but with the end goal sticking, exactly. sticking to the same. Exactly. So fantastic on that front too. And um, going forward, I'm a user I'm or I'm a listener right now. I want to use your platform. I want to use your products. Where can I learn more information about you? Where can I download the app and, and how can I kind of get started and, and, you know, become one of those, uh, the, the big fans of WOW, if you will, and follow <laughs> you on all social media, website, all that good stuff. Yeah. So we are, we have social media channels across the board. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. Uh, we go by the handle of wow.app and um, I can share that with you so we can add it into the post most likely and as well as we have a website it's just wow.app that you can access and learn more about us um, we would love to extend out a trial offer to your listeners will because we are running through this like, trial program with wow for our direct to consumer users and all it would take is for you to email us at uh, hello at wow.app and we will make sure that we respond to you with an invite code this invite code will be unique to each user that emails us and what we will do is share that with you so you can go in and use the app for free uh, for the next three months love it there you go you hear that all you got to do is send an email say you heard it from the talk and solutions podcast and you get three months available for free to kind of get your journey started on that front. And, and with that, uh, what are the price points as well for users to kind of get logged in, signed up and all that? Sure. So we are coming to the App Store and Play Store for our direct consumers um, in Q2 of 2024. And at that point, the price point is at $4.99 for a monthly subscription and a $24.99 for a annual subscription. Oh, that sounds like a good deal with the annual subscription. For 25 bucks. you get a year-long accountability partner. It's going to help you uh, establish those habits. That's a good deal. Yeah, there you go. Love that on that front as well. And I think that that's so important of what you both are doing to build this platform and allow people to have a better well-being from a mental perspective from you know whether that would be emotional perspective as well and just to make sure that people are feeling good about themselves and, and have a positive perception of themselves you alluded to some of those stats earlier about the young people feeling insecure and anxious than ever before and uh, i don't think there's ever been a more important time for individuals to emphasize their well-being than now and to make sure that they do have a positive reflection of themselves and that they're valuable to this world and there are a lot of things that can help them do so with some of the external activities that they do to kind of promote that 
um, moving forward for them too. So thank you both for coming on. And I would love to give you the opportunity to share anything else that you would like to, to promote or anything of that nature that we may have missed on the show? Uh, very quickly, well, hot off the press, we launched our Love Yourself campaign across the state of South Carolina, wherein all the first responders across the state of South Carolina are now using WOW for their mental and emotional well-being. This was done in partnership with the Brooklyn Lakeview Empowerment Center and Laredac. They're out of South Carolina and they train um first responders that range from firefighters to teachers, nurses, doctors, they go through mental health training. And as a result of completing that training, they are now going to be onboarded onto WOW as well so that they have it at their fingertips. Because what's more important than being that first responder to a first responder, this becomes their tool at their fingertips and allows them to fill their bucket um, given that they're first in line for so many things that are happening out there in our community. So that's the exciting piece of news. We just launched 14th of February. Valentine's Day was the Love Yourself campaign. Oh, amazing. That's so amazing. And especially for the first responders, like you said, you know, they are often the ones that, you know, are overlooked at times in society. They get underpaid in certain professions for the work that they do, the trauma that they see, and to put together a campaign like the Love Yourself one for the South Carolina first responders, I think is a fantastic and really meaningful way for them to kind of uh, improve on their livelihoods and feel valued as well, which I think is really important. Um, Sandy, anything you would like to add? Uh, just uh, that, I mean, Lamta covered it in terms of our biggest current news out wow, but uh, I will say we're really happy to be talking to you and your listeners, Will. And if um, any of the Talking Solutions uh, listeners who do take advantage of this free um, free trial period, we would really love to hear from you about your experience, what you liked, what you would like to see improve, um, and you know, just your general experience of well-being uh, would be informative for us. So uh, we hope you will give WOW a try. Love that. Love that so much. And uh, again, all of this is going to be made easy for you, the listeners. You know, We'll put all the links in the show notes and including a link to, to send that email so you can get that unique invite generated for you and take advantage of that three-month offer as well. And uh, Mamta and Sandy, I want to just thank both of you for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Likewise, well, really honored to be a part of your podcast and we're looking forward to you know engaging with you again in the future. Fantastic. Those are the co-founders, the two co-founders of Wow Mamta Chordia and Sandy Blaine joining us on the Talking Solutions podcast to talk about the importance of well-being, implementing that on both an individual level from a company level uh, for your employees and on so many different aspects organizational wise, no matter if you're a company nonprofit, there's a lot of benefits to using this application. And from an individual, you can get yourself going with that accountability partner for just a simple price of $25 a year, $4.99 a month. And if you're smart, three free for three months if you uh, <laughs> jump in on the invite and the uh, uh, email opportunity here for listening to the show. So again, all of the links will be made available in the show notes as usual. We'll also be providing more information throughout the week on social media. And again, that will also be accessible via the newsletter if you'd like to sign up for the Talking Solutions podcast newsletter to get more up-to-date news on impact entrepreneurship and investing and solutions to some of our problems as a society. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Talking Solutions podcast. As always, would love a review if you enjoyed this episode and be sure to subscribe. But until the next episode, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week.
Thanks for listening to the Talking Solutions Podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com to learn more as we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into